Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Friday to you. We made it. January 20th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Look out. 96.1 FM, 1450 on the AM dial, and you can listen on the TuneIn streaming app. And there's a ton of ways to listen to KRC. Uh, you figure it out at least one way because you're tuned in or you're listening on podcasts right now. Nick Roush, how you doing, buddy? I'm okay. Uh, we made it to Friday, and uh, now we're ready to rock and roll. Rock and roll. Uh, how are you doing today, Scoots? Uh, I'm okay. I'm a little under the weather, which is never good. Uh, I'm sitting here actually having to debate. I got a game tonight. I don't know if I should go and do it or not. I've got a scratchy throat, so I'm not really sure what's going on. A lot of phlegm up in, up in this nostril, yeah. so... Yeah, not not great, but Hoosiers won last night, a great win, so that puts me in a great mood, regardless of how I'm feeling. It is uh, the flummy time of year when it goes from hot to cold, cold to hot, hot Ugh. to cold. I'm, I'm glad your Hoosiers won. Uh, Scoots, our system play, our system play worked like a charm last night. What, remind me. The unranked team against uh, uh, at home against a ranked team. Uh, Michigan State was favored by three. They won by thirteen and beat Rutgers. Yeah, that's Boom. true. That's the uh, that's the Tony Burke method. Oh, well, how about we call it the KRC method? That works too. We said it first. Yeah. Screw you, Tony. We did. Who who is Tony Burke? He's the guy that works with John Spears on Saint X Games. He comes on his show from time to time. Ah, well, suck it, Spears. It's now the KRC method. We're Radio Wars. Come on, Roush always tuned in to other Big X programming. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I, I I I obviously Ed Peak in there. He's the 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 sideshow guy that I always run into when I'm at the Big X. Ed Peak will be in today. Oh, love it, love it. Well, not that anybody asked. I'm doing great uh, as <laughs> always. Appreciate both of you all wondering how I'm doing. Uh, I'll just tell you anyways. Good. Had a good Thursday night. Uh, woke up early. Baby needed some tending to. And Roush, what what does the parenting book say on when you do like the midnight bottle 
and you smell something rancid. Obviously, there is a stinky in the diapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does what does the parenting book say to do? But you know, if you change it, it's like, and I agree with you, and I did. But <sighs> you know, if you change it, it's like, all right, baby's up. This isn't like a keep all the lights off. I'll give you know the 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 milk to her. She'll eventually fall asleep either while drinking the milk or shortly after while I'm kind of rocking her. Uh, but if you but if you make it the big to do to get the big poo poo, then you know the baby will be up and at him. I do. I I think you you have to get the poo out because then she's probably going to wake up again and then. Um, you also just don't want to run in like diaper rash. The the consequences of not getting the poo out versus dealing with the short term, uh, fighting a little bit longer to go back to sleep. Uh, even though it, you get some short term success, the long term could be a lot worse if you let the stink stay in there. Yeah, no, you're 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 right about that. And in just good consciousness, you can't. This was one of the smell. As soon as I opened the door, I was like, "Whoa, something's not good." And then when I picked her up, I was like, "I may just throw up." But where oh, wow. I've made a mistake and where I've done this before, you think I'd learn my lesson at this point. I think the play is once you smell the stinky, it's the first thing you do. You change it, then you turn all the lights back off, then you give bottle and hope that she can get back into a sleepy state, mm, put baby call. down, and then maybe you'll be maybe you can get away with it. I I, I did reverse order for some stupid reason. Uh, it was like 5.30 in the morning, so my brain probably wasn't working properly. It happens. I was just disoriented from the smell of the diaper. Uh, but regardless, I, it, I, I tried to put her down. She kind of acted like she was going to maybe go back down again, but then just kind of soft whimpers for, uh, for the last 30 minutes or so as her mom was getting ready and I was getting ready for the radio show. She's fine, though. You know, she can hang out in the crib for a little bit and make cute yeah. little noises if need be. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fine Thursday. Wasn't really a ton to watch on TV, at least before my bedtime. Indiana really put it on Illinois, so that one didn't didn't come down to the wire. Goose told us, too. I should have listened. I bet in I bet IU in, uh, I actually took the – put a few bones on the money line, so – so that nice, was nice. They were nice. what, six point dogs. It was just too many points. Yeah. To the, see, that's it, that game last night reminded me a lot of the Wisconsin game. I thought Indiana could have a shot to win, but if they did win, I never thought in a million years it would be by as much as they did. Great performance, especially away from Assembly Hall. Yeah, right? they they do where... not win away from Assembly Hall. <laughs> yeah, like how many times have you lost at Penn State? Yeah, exactly. Like every year. I mean, I think that's which... our second road win this season. Not good. I mean, but that's also college basketball, too. Sure. Just winning on the road. Kentucky has, what, one road win, TJ? Uh, yeah, is that so? Tennessee, yeah. That's the only win they have away from Rupp this year. It's hard. Just, just got to play the top five teams away from Rupp, and then the Cats are good. But if it's anybody above a top five team, uh, with the exception of Alabama, or Alabama, I don't know if it's in the top five when they played down in Tuscaloosa. They, may have been they like were just 25 at the time, yeah. No, Alabama wasn't 25. No, I, I mean, I just know that. In top the top 25. 25. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alabama, really, really good at basketball. Uh, no, yeah, it's any any win away from your home is good. Any conference road win is significant. Illinois is a very bizarre, strange team. They have some 
great wins and they've got some horrible losses. Not that losing to IU is a horrible loss, but kind of the fashion of how it happened wasn't good. Gonzaga's 75-game home winning streak snapped last night. Did you all see that? No. Wow. They lost a conference game? Loyola Marymount. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What a joke. If Kentucky hadn't lost to South Carolina, Kentucky would have the longest home winning streak in the Nene. Instead, it goes to Auburn. Oh, gross. But, 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 everybody, hold on. Stop the booze. Had Kentucky not beaten Tennessee, it would have been the Vols. So, yay! Yeah, take it out, just suck it in, you suck it in. We're going to have our snap. We're going to bring down our rivals along the process. And I don't think the Cats play at Auburn this year. So, you get lucky this time, Tigers. You get lucky this time. Although, it seems like every year UK plays at Auburn. So, potentially could be could be wrong about that one. But Cats do take on Texas A&M tomorrow, undefeated in conference play, Texas A&M. And Roush, another opportunity for Kentucky just to kind of keep this good momentum going. I, I don't think necessarily you beat an undefeated conference opponent. That is good. From the national resume standpoint, probably won't move the needle in a great way, but a loss would do the alternative, and you don't want that. Right, right. I mean, it's a it, a quad. You've got back to back quad two games coming up. Um, this would be your second biggest win so far, and you've stacked back to back wins together. And I know it's Cal's kind of cliched old coaching saying win every day, but you need Tennessee to be a kind of turning the corner moment. Uh, a lot of times, as we've seen over the Cal era, you have. Some moments where it feels like fool's gold because then the team goes and takes a step back. Like that um, that LSU game that Julius Randle had the tip in, I think Kentucky either lost their next game or the the, the one after that. Um, like it, it wasn't just the start of this just barn-burning role. They, they took a step forward and then, you know, maybe a step or two back. Same thing with that Kevin Knox team at West Virginia where it was a great win. It changed your outlook on the season. But then they still went and dropped a couple of games that you thought they should win afterwards, right? Uh, Kentucky's probably going to be, I don't know, a six and a half point, seven, eight point favorite, something like that today. Go out and keep this keep this momentum going. Get you pick you up a win uh, because these are the the, the winnable games uh, in the SEC. The SEC ain't what it used to be, TJ. The the kind of like, oh, this team's kind of stinky. Like, even the like kind of sort of stinky teams are hard outs. Keep winning those hard outs. Build your confidence and keep this thing rolling. Scooch, uh, he likes to pride himself on being the spread whisperer. What's it going to be, Scooch, tomorrow? I'm with Roush. Oh, okay, so once again, you're just piggybacking off somebody else in the show. Yeah. But I'm sure wow. you'll take full credit for it if it ends up being right. Absolutely. Why would I not? I called it. I like I like that you I like that you own up to it. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I think it, I also do think it'll be in that range. I could see it potentially being like eight and a half or nine potentially. I could see it being a little bit higher. Uh, does it worry you at all? Has it at four? Oh, so you know, normally Vegas is closer to Pim, Kim Pom. Yeah, but I, I think also Vegas sometimes sees UK at home and says, "All right, right we need to give you an extra point or two. Need to, yeah. We need to bump that number up a little bit." So yep. uh, you're, you'll probably, you both will probably end up being Scoots will end up being all over it by it's all said and done. Uh, That's right. One thing I don't love about this 
game is as UK is starting to stumble upon, because it did take entirely too long, I'm not going to wet my diaper over it. It's better late than never, I suppose. But as UK starts okay, to... Lucy. What's up? Lucy? Okay, Lucy, wet yeah. your diaper. Yeah. Uh, it was more than just a wet one. Trust me. That's so gross. That's so scoots. I know you. I babysitted. No, you don't. You don't even know the half of it, buddy. You just don't even know the half of it. I would but, do. I would do it without complaining. I'll tell you that. No, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't even get out of bed without complaining, buddy. You don't roll onto the floor without complaining. That being that being said, as UK is stumbling upon finding its offensive identity, it's going against probably one of the most muck it up, muddied up, nasty defense. Let's get this game in the 40s. All right, maybe low 50s team in the country. This is going to be a grind for UK's offense. They're going to double. They're going to triple Oscar. They're not going to let him have 34 points. Uh, you're going to have to be able to kick it out, and you're going to have to be able to knock down some outside shots. But, Roush, does it worry you a little bit as UK is finding itself on the offensive side of the ball? This is a game where you're not probably going to have a great deal of offense. It, it doesn't only because all of this started against a similar type opponent, and that was on the road, right? Um so I, while that is correct, TJ, and I think a lot of people were uh, looking for the offense. I, I've I'm kind of more all about like making sure they play good defense, um, and that that can generate some offense. Um, Henry Coleman versus Oscar Sheboy is a fun matchup, and I I want to say that it felt like they, so I believe that we Kentucky played Texas A&M twice last year, if I'm not mistaken. And it felt like one of those Coleman played really well. And one of them, Oscar played really well. So, um, and he's not, he, he has that kind of physicality where it's not, uh, it's not like Plavchich where he's just going to try to shoot over you, but also punch you in the face while shooting over you. Even though he is a physical player. I don't, I don't think he's a seven foot or anything, right? Who? Coleman? Yeah. He doesn't have that bothersome no. link, does he? Uh, no, he, he's, he's not a seven footer. Yeah, I think A yeah. and M only has like six one. Eight. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Like the, Henry Coleman versus Oscar is a very much a JP spot, uh, uh, Jefferson Pilot Sports um, like SEC matchup. Just physical in the paint. Um, you've got Larry Conley on the call with uh, oh, what's the guy from Lexington? Um, that was their main guy, not Kenny Rice, but um, Tom Hammond. Tom Hammond, Larry Conley on the call for the twelve thirty Saturday game. Um, except we're going to probably going to get Jimmy Dykes and Brad, uh, Carl Ravage, if I was going to guess. Uh, they played just once last year. UK won at A&M in a low-scoring, shocker, low-scoring game. Coleman had 17 points and eight rebounds. Oscar, with uh, he struggled offensively, and I would expect it to probably be closer to his performance last year than certainly what he did against Georgia. He finished with eight points, still had 14 rebounds, and had a, a little bit of foul trouble in that game. So Coleman did get the better of him last year. I do wonder if that's being discussed in Lexington. But it's going to be like they, they shouldn't press the issue to get Oscar a bunch of points if they're going to be doing the defense that I think they're going to be playing against him. Uh, and that's going to be just throwing a million guys at him. In the game last year, interestingly enough, probably shouldn't be a surprise, only three players combined between both teams scored double figures. 
Uh, one was Davion Mintz at 10 points. One was Severe Wheeler at 12 points. And then, of course, Coleman was the game's leading scorer, as I mentioned, with 17 points. So uh, it's going to kind of – it's if the A&M Buzz William trend stays true, it's going to be – a game where everybody's going to need to contribute. You're probably not going to have one superstar that's going to blow up and score 20 points per game. It's going to need to be a good team effort offensively. And Roush, you're you are right. Defense will be important as it is any game. But A and M's not going to be one that's going to try to push the tempo, push the pace, and hopefully in the half court. Uh, I don't think they have a guard that's going to be able to just toast UK. But I also didn't think that would be the case with Terry Roberts or Michi Johnson with Georgia and USC, respectively. Uh, so you have to you have to see there. But I think defense should be okay. It'll be really concerning if it's not. But offensively, that's where it's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't think UK this UK team has had a great offensive performance as a team in Rupp Arena this season. Maybe I'm ignoring a game. Uh, certainly not against a quality opponent. So. Doubt that changes on Saturday, but it's going to need to be a group effort across the board. Reeves and CJ are going to need to shoot the ball better, certainly than they did on Tuesday evening. And then Wallace is going to need to to do some scoring as well. And what we get out of Severe Wheeler, I'm not sure, but he was the topic of conversation during yesterday's media opportunity, Roush, with the players. Yeah, and they said um, kind of like they've mirrored what a lot of the fans that text into our show, the kind of, without the prefacing that statement saying, we know they're better without severe, but they're saying like, hey, he's he's going to be a quality piece to our team. We need him. And there's no doubt that they're going to need him at certain points. Um, But I do think it, like, that, that, they echo what a lot of us have been saying. And I, I do at least got the sense that they kind of know what's happening too, and they have his back, and they're not just going to, uh, you know, kick the can down the road. I, I don't know the right, but like you, you could easily see if if somebody's role changed like that, it would be easy for a teammate to start to start treating that guy differently. And I, I don't get the sense that that's happening, and I, I don't think it's just lip service. Like I, I think they really want Severe to be engaged with them. And they're they're I think they're going to help make sure that he remains engaged, even if he's not playing as much as uh, he's accustomed to at Kentucky. There's nothing you can do about it, Roush. But sometimes those, I, and I'm not blaming journalists. I'm not blaming the players. It's just there, there's I, I don't really think the fault. I don't know who you put the fault on if it can fall on anybody. But sometimes I hate those where you have like a media member be like, "Severe's just getting crushed." What do you all think about that? And then the players will be, have to be like, yeah, we have seen some stuff and heard some stuff. But like, I do think the majority, the vast majority even, and certainly the, the smart folks are not being rude to Severe, are just saying that, look, UK has struggled a lot this season, especially on the offensive side of the ball in, in certain regards, and they haven't beaten good teams. Well, Wheeler doesn't play against Tennessee. They beat a good team. The offense wasn't a work of art, but against one of the best defenses in the country and metrically one of the best defenses um, in, in the computer numbers in the last ever, um, according to, to some metrics, they won. And it was a big deal. And then they come out the next evening or the next game a few days later and 
Wheeler doesn't look great when he's in. The offense isn't really thriving. He doesn't play much or any in the second half. And what do you know it? There's an offensive explosion. I think people are just connecting dots and not making it personal with Wheeler, but just saying, hey, what's the best thing for this Kentucky team so they can win? It may be Wheeler coming off the bench in a limited role. So sometimes I hate it when it gets phrased as like, People are being really nasty and mean, and there are people out there. But there's gonna there's all there's people that are there was a a guy on social media saying that UK's best lineups didn't include Oscar Sheway. There's dumb people out there. It just it, it happens. So sometimes I hate where it almost feels like a false narrative, and then it gets into the players' heads, it gets into the locker room, and then it actually becomes reality because well everybody's now commented on it so I, I don't like that but there's nothing really you can do about it well it's it's like when um well you know a friend of mine sometimes i'll get stuck writing the like they you have to write certain you have to write from every angle right there, there just has to be when you have cal giving the quotes after a bad loss like i'm not giving up on this team sometimes i get stuck writing that story and then Somebody will reach out to me, and be like, "Oh, you really, Roush? You really think that this is what's like, dude? I'm just writing what they wrote, like, or what they said. That that's part of how this works. And um, like, I, I kind of get what you're saying, TJ. I don't think it becomes a sort of like m- maybe this does because it's been talked about so much. But I, I think for the most part, like they just kind of are trying to get in and out of there, say what they need to say and move on. I don't know how many times the narratives kind of take on a life of their own or not. No, and I think UK basketball, you have to, because if you don't, it's not going to be good. But I think UK basketball does a good job of, hey, you're going to hear this, you're going to hear that, but let's all get together and be on the same let's page. Blo- let, let's block that stuff out or let's tell you really what's going on. You have to have a grip on that stuff at UK. And Cal said that he took the phone. Was that the Tennessee game that he took the phones and iPads? Oh, yeah. The, the boomers loved it. Oh, they that's that's always an the easy thing. went very viral. Tom Izzo, too. He, he even had like a random quote like, I called Cal after the Tennessee game. He took the phones away. Loved it. Loved it. I'm going to need to do it more often, too. You could be making that whole thing up, and I would believe it. Is it true, though? That really happened? He, yeah, yeah. That was paraphrasing a quote, but yeah. He oh said gosh. he called Cal and thought it was a great idea to take phones away. Oh. Boomers love it, man. <laughs> they really like, do. I, they tell I mean, his own impersonation as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But, I mean, but I think there is something, too, like just not staying. Like you get a more restful night's sleep if you're not staring at a phone before you go to bed. Yeah, I I, I yeah. I think a lot of people could probably benefit from that, but we just don't have adult coaches in our lives uh, doing forcing us to give our electronics away. So instead, <laughs> we just stay scrolling. Rash, I did enjoy your article on on three KSR that trip down memory lane. We talked a little bit about it yesterday on the show. Some dominant performances. You went and you summarized uh, most of them in the Calipari era, and yeah. noted that a lot of them were against good teams and big games. I don't think Oscar's 34 or 37 and 24 game will fall in that category. We'll see what Georgia does, but most likely not going to happen. I really enjoyed that article. Well done, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. There was um, a couple that I considered like, cause we're, we're at a, a point right now where that, that is Oscar's like his biggest games are against kind of bad teams and you remember them, but, and, and they're more impressive statistically 
but you're not going to remember them the same vein. Like Eric Bledsoe has the UK NCAA tournament record for most three pointers made in a game. He made eight of nine, but it was in the first round game against East Tennessee State. Like you just don't think of it in the same light as, you know, Brandon Knight scoring 30, uh, you know, uh, against uh, West Virginia, getting a little revenge. But you also don't think of that in nearly the same light as you do Fox just putting Lonzo Ball uh, in the spin cycle, you know? So, like, part of uh, – that, that that was part that was a lot of fun for me was kind of revisiting some of those games and, like, realizing that, wow, as um, awesome as Julius Randle was consistently and even Boogie at just eating double-doubles, Oscar's so much better at it than those guys. He really is. But – some of those guys had 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 some had some big postseason moments, uh, and so that's kind of what I think is is left for him to do on the table. The one thing that I just completely forgot was that in Nerland's twelve block shot game, I'll he had four fouls half yes. the time, and most of those blocks came in the final five minutes of the game. And Ole Miss was sixteenth in the country with Marshall Henderson. Like, man, yeah, I think that, is that the year they won the SEC tournament, or at least went to the SEC tournament championship game. They, the Old Miss was kind of good that year. They actually probably should have gone to the to the Final Four. Did they lose to LaSalle, or was LaSalle waiting for them? I think they got to the Sweet 16, and then they they choked. But they had a pretty easy path to a Final Four, if I remember correctly, back in – well, no, it wouldn't have been – Wichita State. I think it, that was the region with, like, Wichita State came out. Wichita State maybe beat LaSalle in the Elite Eight or something. Uh, and then Wichita State played Louisville in the Final Four, and then the rest was history. Of course, vacated history, but history all the same. Uh, the, but that um, was, it was a good old. That, that was the year they went to the round of thirty-two. Yeah, and they won oh. the won the conference. In that gotcha. Well, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. The the, the the path was there for them, and we all needed Marshall Henderson to make a deep tournament run, but it ended up Man, not happening the way Marshall that Henderson really one of the best. <sighs> Not best villains, but like I just I just love characters like that in college basketball. Oh, it makes it makes the sport more fun for sure. Uh, and then he then he went and had a social experiment, which was just one of the worst excuses all time in Twitter history. It's even somehow worse than the hack. More original than just the good old fashioned I got hacked. Uh, but the social experiment bit, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, you do. If you don't, then you don't. No, I was going to bring that was going to be the one thing I was going to bring up is you should have mentioned that they a lot of those blocks came with four fouls. Uh, that was they were playing at the tad back then. They had leaky roofs and squirrels. And after every time UK would play at Ole Miss up until they got their new arena, John Calipari would talk about how crappy that arena was and how much Andy Kennedy needed a new arena. Uh, Cal, quite the philanthropist, even trying to get opposing universities to build new facilities. Uh, but no, every time he went up for a block, just knowing how terrible college basketball officiating was, even 10 years ago, it was also bad because they don't ever do anything to change it. We know how the cycle works. But the crowd was just going bonkers. And I thought for sure one of these goobers and stripes is just going to get influenced by the crowd, blow their whistle, and foul Nerlens out of the game. And while UK ended up winning by 13, that game was much closer than the final score indicated. UK was in control. Cal Wilcher had a really nice dunk on a pick-and-roll slam. That was a lot of fun, and he hit some big shots. But I, I was like, if they if Nerlens fouls out, UK is they're they've got no chance. And he kept waiting for him to get a call, and he kept being aggressive, and I loved it. But I was like, oh no, UK can't really afford to not have you. 
but it didn't change his mindset. That dude was a really, really good basketball player. It's a shame the injury happened. I don't think that UK team was going to do anything great in the tournament, but it would have been a tournament team with New Orleans, and you never know. You never know. Maybe they could have won a few games and, and if the draw was right for them. But he was a really, really fun player to watch, and that is one of the historic Calipari performances that gets lost in the shuffle. One, because he didn't get to finish the season. Two, that was an NIT team. And now Roush were 10 years removed from that team. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. It's also the way he blocks shots, too, where I ex- – on some of those, you just expect refs to call fouls because that's what they do. But he would stay so far back when he would jump up to block shots. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them, he was, he was had feet in between him and the defender, except for the one where the dude tried to dunk on him and he just met him at the rim. Uh, man, Nerlens Noel, great player. Uh, what a run for shot blockers between Anthony Davis, Nerlens, and Willie Cully Stein. I mean, we're so freaking spoiled. Same thing, like thinking about Tyler Ulis. I, I, I forgot, I think part of the reason why we forget about U.S. dropping 30 on A&M, which to bring us back full circle, um, that A&M team was great. Uh, oh, yeah. Al Caruso. Yeah, Caruso, and then the big kid, 34, uh, whose name escapes me right now. The big center was pretty good, too. Um, but we forget about that game because Kentucky got hosed with the seed line. They were basically the same exact resume. Kentucky beats them in the conference championship. Cats get a four, AM gets a three, and then was it Tyler Davis? Yes, Tyler Davis. That's his name. Good job. Thank uh, you. Oh, man, I remember that 2016 AM team very well. If there if that is there if other useless trivia about that 16 team, somebody call me for it. I'll get you, I'll get you straightened out. But Kentucky instead has to face they get Stony Brook and uh, the one guy that we told was the best center that's ever been Jamal, at a mid-major. Jamal Warney. Jamal yeah, Jamil yeah. Warney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't – I mean, he was, wasn't very great. But then you got IU, horrible matchup in the second round. And then even if you beat IU, you were going to get smacked around by North Carolina, who ended up mm-hmm. going all the way to the title game, losing to Villanova, where A&M – that was the year they had to come back from like 11 points down in the final minute, and they somehow did it. But I still don't think they made it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, that I was actually talking. That that's a great point. UK got hosed on seeding that year, and unfortunately, it led to a lost IU, which nobody likes. Nobody on this radio show, especially, likes. Uh, but also, they got hosed against Kansas that year. And if you don't get hosed oh, against God. Kansas, then that would definitely have helped your seeding. Uh, that was a wild game. UK lost in Lawrence at KU in overtime, and let's see. The I think. Kansas shot 47 free throws to Kentucky's 22. I may be off on these numbers just by a couple. I think UK was called for like 18 or 15 more fouls than Kansas. UK had four players foul out, where Kansas had zero players foul out. Uh, That was just a terrible, terrible officiating job and stole a win from Kentucky. If you get that win on the resume, Roush, UK is a different seed. If they count the SEC championship game against a good Texas A&M team, that changes UK's seed. Uh, basketball is a very has a very flawed system. We It's basically just like abuse during the year. Like you, they have made up metrics. They have horrible officiating, but March Madness is so fun that like it's just a shiny toy that they dangle in front of us that we just mm-hmm. we, we we it's like Stockholm syndrome. We forget about our abusers. <laughs> <laughs> we sympathize with them and then we're just so happy for the shiny toy that we just move on from it and then it's over. And then for inch repeat we get right back into the cycle 
the following fall. But yes, uh, fun trip down memory lane here on even KRC. But it all started with your well-written article, and I hope everybody checks it out. Oh, thanks. Uh, you're too kind, buddy. You're too kind. Um, Scoots, uh, suck it. Um, yeah, suck. suck it, buddy. What did I do? Yeah. You you cheered for a team that had Thomas Bryan on it. That's what you did. I mean, it's Man, not my fault. Freaking Yogi Ferrell got hot that year. That was so annoying. Not my he fault. Was not very good at all. It's not my fault. You all had an incompetent team that couldn't beat the Hoosiers. UK should have recruited Thomas Bryan. He was begging to go to didn't, Lexington. Didn't the they? Said, they like they kept him at arm's length. They were kind of stringing him along. And I don't know why they never went all in on him. He would have came to UK. I was recovering. I was covering his recruitment at that time. He wanted to be a cat. I don't know if UK thought Dakari was coming back. I think that's probably what it was, is they thought Dakari mm. Johnson was going to be back, so they didn't need a big. I think you'd take and Thomas then, Bryan over Dakari. No way. No. No, no, no. No. A junior Dakari would have been dominant. Uh, the woulda, coulda, shoulda for UK basketball. There's so many of them. Where is he at now? There. China? I don't, yeah, like, exactly. He, he, yeah. He was dominating in China. He, he and, might he might be done there too. I haven't heard much from him lately. And Thomas uh, Bryant's in the league, so I think I would go Thomas Bryant over to Kari Johnson. Okay, well now you're talking about development later in their careers, but a junior Dakari Johnson would have most definitely been better than a freshman Thomas Bryant. It's yeah. not it's not debatable, yeah. it's factual. Yep. Well, uh, Scoots, he might have like Thomas Bryant had more of a face-up game, but still Dakari was Pretty athletic that sophomore season. It would have been really fun to see what he would have been like as a D- junior. Dakari is bigger. I'll give you all that. Thomas Bryan was really fun, though. I was always a big fan of him. Played with great, great energy. Yeah. He was, uh, you, you never really had to worry about where, if you were going to get effort out of him. Uh, all right, let's go to a break. We went long. Roush, the UL fan base is incredibly sensitive right now, very open to being riled up. We oh, talk about that. Maybe, I mean, maybe we can do some rolling. It, it's some people are listening and saying like, well, what, what else is new? There's truth to that, but this is, this is a little different. So we're going to come back. We'll fill you in on that. You're listening to Kentucky roll call here on big exports radio. 96.1 FM. DJ Walker. Nick Rouse, Justin Day. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You cool, man? Like how? Okay. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1. Did you all know I'm the best whistler of this side of the Mississippi? Oh, man, I don't know. Eh, we might have to have a yeah, whistle off. I, I don't know either. I think I might be in contention. Wow, sometimes we should just, like, on a slow summer day, we could just kind of troll our listeners and we just whistle for the first, like, ten minutes. We'll pick three <laughs> different songs. We'll have, like, a week to practice them. We won't tell anybody we're doing it. And then we just start the show with, like, a acapella whistling. I'm in. Could we do a big uh, show in Vegas? What if what, what if we're so good that we have to go on America's Got Talent? We end yes. up winning the dang thing. Wow, that so you guys fancy yourself whistlers, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. Gosh, we who who knew? We've been doing radio together for over five years now. Well, Scoot's not as long, but we've known Scoot's for five years, and we didn't know that we were all world class whistlers. Pretty impressive. 
let's all whistle our favorite song uh, or just a song together. Well, separate songs, and let's just see how it sounds. Five, four, three, two, one. Good job. Great that was beautiful. Wow. I, I we really are great whistlers. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> this is something special going on here. Who who would have thought? We did, this was not planned during the break or anything. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Whistle Call here on Big Exports or Kentucky Roll Whistle, which either one you prefer. TJ Walker, Nick Rash, and Justin Gale now- on your Friday. Text on into the Thornton's text line. And Roush, Thornton's for new Refresher Rewards member, free breakfast on the house. Oh, you're so lucky if you've waited this long. I don't know why you would wait this long because we talk about Thornton's every day. But if you haven't yet, right now, download that app, go into Thornton's, get yourself a croissant, uh, and then a little bit of that hot coffee. I am I like their just sunrise breakfast blend. It's not anything too crazy, right? Just your good standard coffee. I put a little French vanilla, some of that good creamer in there. They got like the, its own dispenser thing. So it also cools it down a little bit so you can really put it back. It's a great, great combo to start your morning. You can get it all for free if you're downloading the Thornton's Rewards app for the first time. If not, just you're you're a returning member. Like I, I get free cups of coffee all the time because I drink so many of them. They give you it's free Quincy Rewards with the Thornton's Rewards app. Check it out today. By the way, went to Thornton's yesterday for lunch. Was hoping to snag some of them wings so I could give you all a review. Didn't have any. Ah. Uh. Sold out, or they just hadn't started cooking yet? I, well, it was at 1.30 in the afternoon, so they had all kinds of food out. So I was thinking they would be out, but I did, admittedly, I didn't ask anybody about it. I should have probably asked them, hey, y'all got those wings? But I didn't. Well, this weekend, maybe you'll stumble upon it. Maybe if you're today. not feeling well, supposedly Thornton's wings are like the go-to make you feel better. I mean, if you get the spicy ones, I'm sure it's going to clean out my sinuses, so that's cool. I've I really... I, I, some people would maybe turn their nose up at gas station wings, but you all just have to trust Thornton's gas station food is better. They've got a chef in-house, Scoots. Yeah, I mean, in-house. It, it's awesome. I, I've never had anything from Thornton's that I didn't like, for what I'm, it's worth. I'm, exci- I'm excited to try them when that day comes. And text oh, on man. to the Thornton's text line, speaking of, speaking of chicken wings, um, I messed up last night. Uh, Oh no! Well, so I'm I'm not always in charge of uh, like Brooke and I kind of split up our supper duties, our dinner duties, whatever you want to call it. Um, and last night it was about five o'clock, and I had a couple other things I needed to do. And I thought that I had enough time to, you know, put the laundry up, uh, make a phone call, and then start supper instead of just starting it right away. It's like, oh, it only took like 20 minutes to cook these chicken wings last time because right now, chicken wings, much more inexpensive than most meats um, at the grocery store. Price of just chicken breast gone up. But I was like, I remember it taking about as long as it takes just to cook chicken breast. No, it takes longer. It takes longer. The wife was hungry. Duke was hungry. They were upset because supper was taking a long time. And then the chicken wings just weren't as good as they could have been. Um, that, that was just, I, I really stepped in it. But... I did wisely only cook about half of them, and I just threw some sauce on the other ones, let them sit for a few days. So next time I make the chicken wings, they'll be much better, much better. Hey, it's all right. You learned your lesson. Yeah, yeah. I 
it's also though it's a, it is a reoccurring problem with me where i just don't realize how long things take to cook and so gotta get better at it that's what i'm working on but one of my uh things to improve um because uh, it was a conversation i had with a buddy we were hanging out and he's like what is your best skill in the kitchen or just around the house i guess is what he would say and i my which here i'll put that up to you guys what's your best home skill like if you were oh. going to have a competition with other adults what what would your best home skill would be mine is is just packing in general whether it's packing up the car to get everything you know to tetris things to fit or loading up the dishwasher i can always make room for like five more dishes after my wife's been around the dishwasher she says it's full just move some things around and boom it's perfect ready to go uh where would your what would your best home skill be i fancy myself one of the if not the best vacuumer on this planet i am so good at vacuuming you wouldn't believe it that's what i got I mean, i'm laughing i'm laughing at scoots just because like it's it's vacuuming you know yeah, like, i'm the best and i'm the best i mean that's all there is to it yeah yeah but there i guess there probably are better vacuumers than others so yeah so you're talking to one right fast. now you know Something they don't collect all the dirt Sure, and some people are probably just like, all right, I just get this area, get this area, I got those areas, good to go. Or more people, I'm sure, like, Scoots included, I'm guessing, you, you don't miss a spot, buddy, do you? Well, and here's the thing with vacuuming. A lot of people will not pull out the wand to get, like, the corners and stuff. I'm doing that every time. You, you cannot miss anything. Wow. Yeah. Above and That's beyond for my house. Right Scoots cleaning service. Uh, I would I would pay. Raj, it's a pretty awkward question for me because I'm not I'm not great really. I'm existing. Is that is is that a category? <laughs> uh I, I cannot cook, regrettably. But you I feel like you're when you're doing you feel like, uh, a lot of times they'll come in on Monday and you were doing some type of chorin, what but it's usually uh putting stuff up, like either decorations, taking them down, cleaning out the garage. Like I feel like you're 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 handy in some regards maybe not ideally but like yeah i feel like you, you you're putting in some work out there i'm not like I, I, the see, people that i see that like do their own bathroom renovations i get so jealous because i want so badly to be able to do that stuff i'm just not good at it like me hanging a tv i can do i can do but that's like the peak of my accomplishments but you're right that would be what I, that's what i ultimately decided on is that i am very good at picking things up like if there's yeah. stuff laying around that needs to be organized, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to organize it. I have this mindset in my life where it's like, do I want to take care of something now or do I want to save it for myself later or make somebody else do it for me? I don't want to do those things. So I'll take care of it now and that way I don't have to worry about it later. And that has some nice benefits to a more well-kept, tidy house. Again, and, and, and don't sell yourself short, buddy. World, Picking up things around the house is a value. Like that, that's that, that brings a lot of value to the house. Um, the one thing that I learned from my friend that was one of my weaknesses, and it's slowly turning into a strength. I make a concerted effort every time I do this. His greatest strength is picking out the perfect size Tupperware for leftovers. And Ooh. man, I you. I, I, probably my greatest weakness at the time, and I'm slowly getting better. Like if, if there's two Tupperware containers, I used to almost uh, swing and whiff every single time. 
Last night was probably my first big whiff in a long time, and that's just because our smallest containers were dirty. So, you know what? I'll use a little bit larger size, but I feel like I've improved in that aspect of life. Now it's being better at planning ahead for dinner time, cook time, that sort of thing. Yeah, if you go into our house, not every day, but most days you'd never know that we have a 15, 16 month old that just wrecks havoc everywhere. Like the toys are well kept, organized. And then when she gets mm. done playing with them, I go and I put them back um, nice. most of the time. But speaking of Tupperware and glasses, my wife is a hoarder with those things. And it's actually ridiculous. I'm going to go on a purge here soon where I'm just going to throw away 90% of our Tupperware and we'd still have too much. And then with stupid cups and mugs, and different bottles. She buys a new bottle every other month, it seems like. Does she have uh, that new popular water bottle that, like, is so – they, like, brag about it on social media? I don't know if she about? has that newest of the new one, but she's gotten them all. This one lights up to remind you you need to drink water. This one will keep water cold for eight hours. It's all it, – I don't get the water bottle craze. I Like, the only reason I ever get a new water bottle is because my other one, I lose it. And then, boom, yeah, I'll just get yeah. a new one, and then I'll use that thing. Uh, it's basically attached to me. I got this new one that is a Big Mac Daddy. You all see it in the studio, the big yeah, green yeah. one. I do like, though, just having the metal ones because it does keep your drink colder a little bit longer. But you know what tells me I need to drink? My mouth. My salivary mm-hmm. glands. My body. That's yeah. what tells me that I need to drink. But I, does, she, does she keep – so my grandmother, she would keep, like, empty Cool Whip containers as uh, Tupperware. I, she, I, I would imagine your wife might not go to that length, but does she keep the lunch meat containers as like Tupperwares? No, thank, thank goodness she doesn't do those things. But like we have a bunch of just, you know, a lot of to-go places, especially some of the fancier ones. Oh, They'll give you these to-go yeah. containers that are Tupperware, and we just don't throw those away. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. So I have this closet that we open, and if I don't – if the Tupperware isn't stacked appropriately, it's like an avalanche that really could hurt somebody, Roush. <laughs> it all falls down on you, and it really so could hurt true. somebody. It, all right, this conversation we're having, too, everybody listening to it, it's like, oh, my gosh, my Tupperware container is the same. And the only thing, TJ, I'm, there's only one way to fix it. I hate to break it to you. You've got to spend $50,000 on a kitchen renovation because that's the only way that you will fix that, that was the only way we could fix our Tupperware situation. We finally have it semi-organized, and I bet you in like two or three months' time, it's going to be a damn disaster again. No, I, I, every so often I'll organize it, but it's just it's, it's too much, and then the lids get mixed and matched, and it's, it's a total disaster. The lids, the lids never fit. That's just – they never do. By the way, Ralph, speaking of total – I was oh, just going to say, when you got leftovers from grandma in a Cool Whip container, some of the best food of your life. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Is that like not watch- washing your favorite skillet so the flavors just kind of blend into it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, speaking of total disaster, Scoot stepped all over that, but we're kind of out of time anyways. So we won't get into the U of L, but things are, are not good for our friends down the road. We will talk about that in hour two. So let's pivot over to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We didn't finish yesterday's, uh, but we didn't have a long way to go. A texter says, since Disney owns everything, if you bundle it, they just throw it up on the Hulu app. Hmm. I don't have the Hulu TV streaming app. We do have Disney Plus. Not overly impressed with Disney Plus, to be honest with you. It's uh, it's really once Lucy gets a little older, you'll appreciate it. 
Cool. Yeah, right now she'll watch like ten or fifteen minutes of a movie, and then she's she's on to the next yeah. thing. It, it usually that's a nap time go to. If Duke refuses a nap, you pop in a Disney movie, and you know, because they're a little bit longer. The next one doesn't just start and capture recapture his attention. That sort of yeah, thing. it's true. Yeah. Uh, we're not reading this one. Uh, but that being said, the the comment on the Facebook page about the wrestling thing was very bizarre and somebody should be should somebody should explain it uh somebody com comments maggie davis's looks uh boink on you buddy yeah um maggie was uh, it was good hearing her on the the pregame show the other night because i don't i don't catch bbn tonight always and like radio you just get to see some personality a little bit more than doing just regular the run-of-the-mill TV uh, stuff. Yeah, she'll do some of those, like, profiles where she'll get out and, you know, interview and get out on the field with somebody. Those Not, are fun. Those are fun. You do get a little personality. But when they're behind the news desk, you're right. It's, you know, same with our buddy Haley Minogue. Like, you don't really get to see her personality a ton when she's just reading the news. Um, but they're, they're, they're great at their jobs, Maggie. Uh, covers UK very well, and UK fans, lucky to lucky to have her. A texter says, I'm going to throw a flag on the or Oh, we read that one during the show. That was a great mm -hmm. text about the ice cream machine always being broken. A texter says, sleeping baby class of 2022. It's not like a real, it's not like a real class where they graduate. It's just, you, you, you learn the methods and techniques. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch um, of little babies sleeping with their graduation caps. <laughs> and they get to pass if you can move the tassel to the other side without a lot them waking of them do up. Wear the nightcaps, you know. Texter says, wouldn't Scoot's head to toe would actually be head to crotch? And oh, that's, that's from Billy Big Blue. Hilarious, Billy Big Blue. <laughs> make, a a, make a short joke on the short guy. Oh, it sounds like somebody's a little triggered here. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, trigger me timbers. Uh, Texter says, dang, put a toe in your mouth, close your eyes, and drift away to dreamland. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, Scoots, didn't like that you are such a uh, toe-phobic, I suppose. I mean, what do you want from me? There's Yes, feet-phobic. It's not specifically toes, right? Do you like heels? No, I don't like any part of the foot. Get it all away from me. Some people are scared of spiders. Some people are scared of thunderstorms. I don't like feet. When the wife and I cuddle, we, we, we touch feet a lot. You don't you would not do that with a significant other? See, here's the thing. I can do feet on feet. Like I mean, if my feet are touching someone else's feet, that's fine. Like I'm most times I'm okay with that. But my hands are not touching feet. I'm good. Oh, th that seems a little discriminatory if you have I'll play I'll play feet. a little footsie, but I ain't playing footsie with hands. Can you confirm where you no were? Footsie. Were you at the Willie T. Young Library anywhere between 2010, 2009, and 2013? And were oh. you stabbing feet when you were there? I was yeah, not. I no. think we've got a new prime suspect. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, Foot nobody stabbing hates, Scoots. Nobody hates feet more than Scoots. Thus, he would go stab people's feet, right? I, I'm sure there are people out there that hate feet more than me. As much as I hate them, there's probably some that are just don't want anything to do with it. Did Walmart girl have nice feet? I don't know. She had nice other features. We'll end the hour on that one. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call coming up. Uh, we need to make fun of L. We need to preview more about the Cats and the Aggies. 
talk uh, a little bit of football news as well. There's some updates on some transfers. We'll have Roush Philly in there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on the Big Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Up Radio. Jay Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Fun first hour, and the fun continues here on the Big X. Stay tuned in. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, replay of the show 9 to 11, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Leave a rating, review, join us on the Facebook page, join us in our little Twitter community. Uh, we, we like to have fun. So we appreciate everybody listening, and let's dive in to our number two. Roush, the Pittsburgh loss for U of L fans seemed to really break them. It really broke. Um, we were mentioning it yesterday, how you were kind of surprised that none of the talking heads had turned on KP. It feels like the pit game did. My question to them, why now? What What, what about that pit game made you lose your minds? Like it was it's same old, same old, right? Like what, what made this the game that said, you know what? I've had it. Enough's enough. I, I'm right there with you. I would. I, I think I would have been to a point of breakup much earlier on, even probably before the calendar turned to 2023, um, which may that that may not be fair. But very poorly constructed roster. There's been no signs of improvement from the coaching on the entire staff or the head coach. As much as we do like Kenny Payne, it's just the truth. And it's it's really, really bad. And there's no sign that it's going to be better in the future. So uh, you are seeing more turnaround and say changes need to be made. I don't think Mike Rutherford's doing that. I don't think he's flat. I, I think he's I think he wants it, but I don't think he's coming out and flat out saying it. And you can listen to Mike and Trevor from three to six on the big X. They obviously paint a pretty grim picture, but I don't know if they're specifically out there calling for anybody's job. But could be could be wrong about that, but you do have more and more coming around. Uh, I had a tweet that really riled people up yesterday. Uh, obviously, I've made my opinion on this situation pretty clear here on the radio show, but on Twitter, I decided to have some fun with it. I said, "Kenny Payne, a great guy. He's doing his best with the situation he was handed. Absolutely disgusting. A group of Louisville fans are trying to run him out of town. Sometimes you just gotta let the cake bake." And some UofL fans picked up on it. <laughs> oh my the, god! The numbers on this tweet. Holy the, crap! That was the, TJ. That was you. Did you have to do it to him? I, I you know, well, I felt a little bit bad about it. I did. <laughs> they fell for it. Oh, they fell for it in a major way. And 
the funny thing was you had you had like UK fans. Some UK fans kind of picked up on what I was doing. Some were just like, "Yeah, Kenny Payne is a great guy. That is horrible what they're doing." And so they didn't really. There were plenty of UK fans that didn't get it either, but that's okay. It's kind of harmless for them. But there were a lot of U of L fans that were like, "Yeah, it, it it is. Those people aren't true U of L fans. They don't come back when Kenny Payne gets this going." So it was kind of a perfect blend of like a tornado where UK fans were involved, U of L fans were involved. Some got it, the majority didn't, and people were losing their mind. It led to absolutely some hilarious tweets. But overall, the fan base is in a pretty fragile state. Uh, and I did hear some people just talk about how, like, we were so worried about what the NCAA was going to do to us or not do to us. But, like, here is our here here is our hell. Like, here's our postseason band. Here's our, here's our punishment. Of course, it wasn't handed down by the NCAA, but it's a really bad situation. And, Roush, you remember our old buddy Mark Blankentaker, Spankentaker, Blankenspanker? Yeah. He went on that big. He went on that big rant about me. Called, told me to shave up or something like that. That was pretty funny. Do you remember that when he did yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He lost his mind, which he <laughs> he does that quite often. And it's uh, some of the times I can't tell how like if he's actually losing his mind or if he's just trying to do the hyperbole bit. I don't know either. But he, he, he that rant that he had against me was it was weird. Both parts like. Kind of funny, but also weird, like you said. Uh, this one, potentially weirder. This was on 93.9 The Ville yesterday. Mark Blankenbaker just loses his mind. Scoots, play the audio. Different, okay? I'm sure Mark is going to have his infant walking before he's six months old. And if he don't, he's probably going to tell his wife, get rid of him. All right, but, well, we couldn't stop talking about uh, a newborn baby. I've had about enough of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've had about enough of that. You can go all the way up and yeah, block that lady yeah, forever. Yeah, Because you want to talk about my baby, you can go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. You're a horrible human being. You need it. to understand that right now. You want to go after my family, you can go walk somewhere else. And I'll tell you right now, Kenny Payne is not the right guy for the shot because I'll read these stats for you right now. 330. Seven to two point like, of it's gonna field goal percentage, two hundred and fifteenth in opponent three point percentage, and that's why they hit fourteen threes on your ass last night because they can't defend because they don't bend their legs and they don't use their hands. And Kenny Payne, so you want to go after my baby girl who can't even speak right now? And you're going to defend Kenny Payne who's had an entire career? Are you serious right now? The Kenny Payne, pe- no. Now we've made it personal. Now we've made it personal, and now you're gonna you had it all alone. You just went after a newborn baby in a defense of Kenny. Pain. That's what you're doing right now. That's sick. Sick. There we go. Let's sick. Co- okay. All right. Let's let's take a time. Sheesh. That's a big one. That's sick. That's sick. Man, that. So, what did? I, I'm 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 confused. You're you're coming like like. Did he did he think that somebody was actually like trying to insult his newborn baby? Uh, that, that it's so like it's just dumb. And I, I, I wish I was more articulate and could say a better word to describe it. But it's just dumb. She wasn't coming after his baby. Her point was, if you don't give people time to develop, what are you doing? And her whole point was, Kenny Payne needs more time, which is totally wrong. Like it's not a it's not a good take. In right, that. right, right. Her point was like, hey, people take time. 
I think the better argument would be, are you comparing Kenny Payne to a newborn baby? U of L basketball hired a newborn baby that doesn't know how to walk or talk yet. That's where the U of L basketball program's but at. He just but instead, got so, he snapped, man. Oh yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, well, wasn't I, good. I do think that that is a byproduct of like encouraging that though, um, because that I'm sure they played it on like all of their shows and because that, that you know they kind of recycle stuff. I, but that 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 was just uh, it was it was a little disturbing actually. I'm right there with you. Uh, but that's sometimes that's U of L radio. I don't even know what would can we would consider our biggest freakouts that we've had in Kentucky roll call history. You and I, Roush, have gotten into it before, but it's never we, we that's just like losing your mind for a moment. You know, the funny thing is, is that happened in the last two minutes of their show. And that's what <laughs> that's that's what Roush always does. He always gets fired up at the last two minutes and screams at somebody. Uh, is it always that? The, <laughs> I, feel the, like, I feel like majority I, I forgot, of the time it's at the end of the show. I forgot I thought, what I the thought, most. I thought that was at the end of their second hour. They do three hours. Oh, okay. Could be wrong yeah, that, yeah. No, you're probably hour. right. I don't know how you really come back from that either. Like, we'll go to a break. Are you still crying and misinterpreting a radio person's take, or are you good to talk about? U of L football. By the way, U of L football is supposedly going to get naming rights for Cardinal Stadium today. Wow, they need it. Paul's Fruit Market, Cardinal Stadium. Really? Laser Blaze, Cardinal Stadium. Man, um, Salsaritas, Cardinal Stadium. I'd be the Big X, Cardinal Stadium. Am I? I'm not like it could probably be Thornton's. That'd be awesome. It would. Oh, maybe we could start going live pregame shows from the Louisville games, the party deck. Thorns could get us on the party deck, and we could just make fun of Louisville fans. That would be a real treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be, it would be a good time. But supposedly they're going to come up with a name. Uh, if you're a U of L fan, you should be, I mean, as, unless it's something just totally stupid and embarrassing, you should be happy because it will be money into the program, and money is a good thing. Um they're still paying, I think, several different coaches that they've fired in some different capacities. And if you're going to want to move on from Kenny Payne, I think it's going to cost them about $10 million to do such. So we'll figure out what they're going to do. But they're in a fragile state right now, Roush. And mm-hmm. I think people kind of understand that if you don't let go of Kenny Payne, your optimism for next year's basketball season could be poof, gone before the season even starts, maybe even before the summer rolls around. And that wouldn't be good. Uh, or you're going to have to move on from a beloved alum yeah. and also probably pay him out the wazoo. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Did I see where he did just get a commitment, though, right? That was interesting. That player is ready to go for this year. A Corafor, I believe, Emmanuel Okorafor. A Corafor, yeah. Trevor, Trevor on the Rutherford show just called him a Mecca Okafor about 30 times. <laughs> is uh, Am I right that he's a Juco kid? I'm not, I don't know, but he's eligible. He could, I, theoretically, I'm the way I'm, it's been told to me, he could play in U of L's next game. I, I was just listening to Trevor and Rutherford talking about a kid, and Mike was just like, I can't find any evidence of this kid anywhere on the internet. So I, ha- I can't have an opinion. And also, how can you end up at Louisville and have no evidence of your basketball on the internet? Here's the opinion there's no way that he could be worse than Huntley Hatfield and Sidney Curry. That's the opinion. I- and how did Huntley Hatfield? I didn't think he was that bad. How? They, gosh, they just stink. 
That's okay. one take with you of all fans that I totally disagree with is and Trevor, he he he's one that's spewing this take. He's like, the talent, the talent shouldn't be this bad. Maybe not to win bad, like when you were losing to all the bad teams in November. Like, yeah, you probably sh- the talent's probably better than some of those teams, but I don't think the talent's necessarily like seven win good. Like it's we knew the talent was horrible. They have this idea that it's like actually a pretty talented team, but the the Whoa. coaches just aren't getting anything out of them. It, it is a horribly talented team. It's the Whoa. least talented team since probably like the forties for U of L. All right. Now, if you measure it based purely on recruiting rankings, it's probably about what some of Rick's middle-of-the-road teams were. But the problem is, is those recruiting rankings are for a bunch of guys that play the same positions. Like, it's just a horribly constructed roster without any distributors on it. Like, you can't, you can't just score with a bunch of forwards, right? You have to have people that can get them the ball. So they brought in another forward. Oh, man. You have all basketball. Gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, Jelly of the Month Club. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll read a few and then maybe head to a break, come back, talk a little football, and then finish up the Thornton's text line and some UK-Texas A&M predictions. A texter says, where are we? Indiana's in here. Yeah. Jack Givens, 78 championship game, 41 points, clutch. Yes, that was well before John Calipari got to Kentucky. Was it? Are you sure? Yeah. Um, I, what I didn't realize, though, Fox's 39-point game, Fourth highest um, NCAA tournament game ever at Kentucky. Yeah, the Goose. Can you name any of the other two? I know you you probably won't be able to get one of them because I didn't know it. No, I don't think I'll be. Um, did Issel have a big tournament? Yeah, game? That, that was the one you could you could just guess. Dan Issel. He had forty four points in a it beating Notre Dame, where a dude from Notre Dame had fifty two. Which is, I mean, the seventies wild time for basketball. That is, gosh, that is so wild, and also just like. Goose having 78, or excuse me, in 1978, having 41 points in a national championship game. Can you imagine just like the the hoopla that goes into a national championship game? I mean, I can tell you almost every detail about every, every about both days in 14 and in 12 about national championship days. And then finally, the game rolls around. It's all you think about all day. You wake up thinking about it. You just are counting down the minutes till that game starts. And then you watch a dude go off for 41 points in that game wearing the jersey of the team mm-hmm. that you're rooting for. Like, that must have been just an absolute hoot for fans that yeah. were uh, of age back in 78. Very jealous I didn't get to experience that. The, and, um, against, and against Duke, right? Yeah, it was against Duke. And I know Duke wasn't what – I mean, it still was Duke, but it wasn't the Duke of Coach K and all that stuff. But, oh, that would be such a treat. Lucky you all. The, the reason why there were so many high-scoring games, though, if you watch any – like, you just – they called fouls if you touched the other team. So, like, there was spacing to, like, get your shots off, um, if you will. So, it was a little bit different, more offensive-oriented. Um, still fun to watch, but, yeah, 41 points at that three-point line. The other one happened in our lifetime, and he scored 41 points in St. Louis where the Goose did. Huh. Who is it? Tayshaun Prince. Uh, second round game against oh, Tulsa. That was man. before they got upset by USC in Sweet 16. It was it was All-American season, I think, his uh, junior one. I was right when I was kind of coming into the UK fandom. Yeah. Um, I do remember, do remember that now that you mention it. Mostly okay. just like I remember Courier Journal had, because that was back when I would read like a Bozich column when I would wake up with my bowl of cereal, right? That was kind of how I got into sports, which, mm-hmm. man, 
it's it's, uh, it's amazing i turned out the way i did being inf- infected by bozich and 40 every day for 10 years of my life um but i but i, I still i remember that being just a very big storyline because same amount of points scored at st louis where goose did it uh, almost 25 years later kentucky needed all of them wasn't that game much closer than it should have been yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they still end up winning by like eight or something like okay. that. Same thing, the the brain and night one, shocked that, that I, I thought we beat the brakes off West Virginia. That was an eight-point game. I thought it was a much bigger blowout than what it was. And it was a, that game, like Kentucky, I think going into the final TV timeout, it was the game, yeah. the game was up in the air and maybe even West Virginia had a lead late in the second half in that one. Uh, but UK did pull it out late. Then DeAndre Liggins was talking trash to him in the post-game handshake line. And uh, that dude is just just the best. Uh, and then that team would go on to the Final Four. A texter on the Thorn sex line says, there's only the only good thing about Holy Cross, there's girls. My son goes there, but I sent my daughter to Mercy, LOL. And that's from Billy Big Blue. Hey, they uh, they had a heck of a football season. Probably their best football season since 03, 04. So I... Um... Wow, that's and they're redoing their um, their locker room. They are their football facilities, everything there. It's uh, it's going to be sharp next year. They had to play some playoff games on the road because of it. Didn't they like go zero and twelve the year before and get outscored in like an embarrassing margin, or was that two years ago? Didn't it was two or three cross- years ago? They but they, from I quit into sales annually because they were getting beat so bad, and now they. I mean, they went. It was the farthest they've been in the playoffs, I think, ever. It's wild to me how like quickly sometimes high school programs can turn it around. But I guess if you just get a good crop in, it uh, it works that way. A texter says, Hayes Johnson sucks. I hope UK takes him. LOL. That's definitely from P. Diddy from the city, right? It's got it's got to be from a Ryan brother. Um, but also, you suck. Take out your suck it and you suck it. Uh, he just shared that he's announcing his commitment uh, Thursday, next Thursday. Where's it going to be? Top five is Baylor, Kentucky, Tennessee, Louisville, Michigan State. Uh, Kentucky visited him Tuesday, Wednesday. Vince Merrill, Mark Stoops. Um, he said he's going to be up there for junior day. If he's committing before junior day and he's still visiting, I, I, I would imagine that it's it's probably, probably going to be the Cats. That's exciting. The Taylor County offensive tackle, 6'5", 295, big boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kentucky has done well. Uh, making the state's top offensive linemen good players at the University of Kentucky. So uh, just that track record, that history is a positive sign. He's also considered the first or second best player in the state by every recruiting service. That's a positive. And uh, it also be good just to kind of get your next recruiting class started with a uh, a local kid who's a pretty affable character. I actually had not heard his call into KSR, he did it while I was down in Nashville. But, man, it's we, we got it on our YouTube page. One of the funniest things I've ever heard, because he just calls in to, to ask the general public if there's anybody that has Canada geese on their property they need shot. And five minutes later, they end up figuring out that he's Hayes Johnson, the number one football player in the state of Kentucky. And he's like, yeah, I had a, figure, a feeling y'all figured it out. I was just kind of looking to shoot some geese. Uh, I have a ton of geese at my property, Hayes. You can come on over anytime. Is the is the pond actually your property though? No. Yeah, I think that might I think there might be some uh some some permit problems if he just came and shot all the geese in your backyard. 
Well, you know, shoot them and get the hell out of Dodge. I won't tell. The geese are, the, the Canada geese are, they make a mess. They're mean. I'm not a they, fan. Yeah, and they they have no real, like, predator because coyotes, they just can just go to the water. The only time they're really, like, susceptible is when they have their babies. And that's when the coyotes need to get them. And, you know, you don't want the babies to get got, but But nature. also, that's, yeah. You know how that works. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, rep your crew and sleep in actual sacks during that camp out, Matt. Oh, the sack pack, get it? The yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I, I don't want to see a tent anywhere. I don't, you better not be inside a tent, sack. I just need, that texture's right. We just need a bunch of sleeping sacks, and then we'll really have the sack pack. It'd make for a great picture. <laughs> Just make sure they're like potato sacks. <laughs> like your Huckleberry fit or Tom. Yeah, Silver, well, right? yeah, and then wear like the 1890 sleeping gowns with the funny little hats too. <laughs> but but actually a video of them being tied to a stick over your shoulder and then unraveling them. That's that's the stuff right there. Uh, John did forget that yesterday was not indeed Friday, but John, I've got good news about today, buddy. Today is Friday. He says, sorry, guys, late nights. We'll do that to you. Got to go talk to you later. I'm sure we'll hear from him again today at some point on the Thornton's text line. A texture says, as always, glad our next opponent will be coming off a win. I'm not sure if this texture is being sarcastic or not. I think they're being sincere because I'm in the same boat. I usually don't want to play basketball teams coming off losses. Yeah, yeah. Football is a little different because sometimes you can be like, they are bleeding and this is the time to get them. Uh, but sometimes in football, it's not good either. It kind of depends on the opponent. If it's an inferior opponent, come off losses all you want, baby. If it's a better opponent, sometimes I don't want them coming off losses. But football is a little different. Basketball, yeah, it's almost exclusively you want them to come off wins and you want the teams you beat sometimes to do well afterwards because it only helps your numbers in the computer as the season progresses. Uh, another texter says, I will give zero more dollars to the horse industry and the slot machines. I continue to bet illegally in the state until they get off their high horse, pun intended, and make it legal. They can all suck it. Yeah, there's a lot more buzz about legalized sports gambling. I- I'll just, I'll believe it when I see it. These clowns have taken too long. They've cost Kentuckians millions and millions of dollars. People have been going over to Ohio, to West Virginia, to Indiana, to Illinois, to Tennessee, to Virginia, I think. I think Missouri is the only state that Kentucky touches that doesn't have legalized sports gambling. Uh, But people that are living anywhere near the border, they're giving their money to other states. It's really, really dumb. Uh, But maybe this will be Even Mississippi is getting on the action. Like, when you're behind Mississippi, that's when you know you're way behind. Texter says, I know Lenardi... I know Lenardi's tweets are doing numbers moving UK back and forth between first four out and last four in. Just don't worry about bracketologies. We're going to probably start having Shelby Mass on sometimes in February, but like there, there is a ton of basketball to be had. Uh, there is a, a lot of basketball to be had. So don't worry about so much the bracketologies right now. There are people that are just kind of having fun with where they're putting UK. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's – he, he knows the business, right? Yeah. Have you checked out the top 25 lately? You've got uh, College of Charleston, who nearly lost to 1-17 Monmouth last night. Yeah. you got yeah. FAU in the top 25. 
New Mexico was receiving votes. I think St. Mary's was receiving votes. Oh yeah, it's there's not a dominant teams out there. It's gonna it's gonna make for a really fun NCAA tournament because well, like College of Charleston being nationally ranked, they would be in a position where if they would have lost to Monmouth last night, that could have like they maybe would have had to win their conference to get in the tournament. And I mean the same will still apply if they start losing games. But you have some teams like FAU. You got some teams that are in historic one bid leagues or maybe two bid leagues where it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, and those could end up potentially taking spots from UK. But if UK takes care uh, and beats the teams they're supposed to beat, they will be fine. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't get how these people have like Duke though as a five seed. <laughs> I don't either, especially because the ACC is so bad. That's so bad. But there's some people who pay attention though, right? Yeah, but again, it's very early in the process. No, no sense in getting worked up about it. It's a lot of basketball to be played. And there's more KRC to be had. So we're going to take our last break, come back, finish up the show, give you predictions for the Cats and the Aggies, and finish up the Thornton sex line. This is KRC on the Big X. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse. It's a weekend. We're going to have fun. Come on, come on, y'all. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. Welcome back. One final segment. I had some salsaritas yesterday, and it was delicious. Let me tell you. Lucky. A big stuffed burrito. But I had uh, appointments throughout lunchtime in Oldham County. So I, I got to Salsaritas right when they opened around 11, got my big old burrito, ate it, but I saved the chips and salsa for when I got back to the office around like 3.34. So smart. It was smart. It was smart. Uh, you know, I'm not the smartest cookie, but sometimes I do things the right way, and that was certainly a great move on my part. Whatever you got going on this weekend, if you got any plans, Keep Salsarita's catering in mind. If it's a kid's birthday party, a work outing, whatever it may be, they will bring it to you, or you can pick it up at one of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Uh, we also owe our buddy Beezy some Salsaritas, but he lives in southeastern Kentucky. So next time you're in the Ville, Salsarita's on us, and you can get it anytime. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthews, beautiful location. Great food, the Fresh Mexican Grill. Download the app, save time, save money. Salsaritas, deliciously different. It's simply the best. It's better than all the rest. Roush, Keontae Goodwin going to Florida? Yeah, sounds like that's going to happen. Which, they need a PR win after the Jaden Rashada stuff. Which, did we ever, did we talk about that on here? No. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did. The $13 million quarterback yeah, deal falls the apart. The back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they need a good PR win. Getting a former five-star from a team that's beat you a couple of times. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That um, hadn't hadn't been great. Hadn't been great for Florida. They could use a, a win. And getting a guy from Kentucky would be a big one. They would actually... 
work out well for Keontae because I think really his only other option was just going back to Kentucky. I don't think Louisville wanted him, um, even though that sounds a little harsh. And I think going back to Kentucky was an option until the deadline passed. So I don't, I don't, it, it, it doesn't, I mean, I just, it, it feels like a weird transfer portal kind of deal, this whole thing. So ho- hopefully he lands on his feet down there. But actually, not too much though, because I don't want to. Like, and then now I'm gonna. Like, I've always wanted to be good, but I don't want to be good at Florida. So I'm in a weird spot, TJ. This is putting me in a pickle. Yeah, if the kid doesn't commit to working harder, I don't think you have to worry about him being good. And I'm not using that as a diss for him. It's just common sense. People are going to need to work hard at that level. So if he doesn't put in the work, it's a non-starter. If he does, he probably will be. And Roush, I think you know, you know, you having a somewhat personal relationship with him, or at least just getting to know him a, a little bit better than most folks do. You can probably take some pride in the fact that, Hey, he turned it around. He figured it out. Yeah. And yeah. if that comes at UK's expense, I ain't worried about the Gators beating UK in Lexington this year. Is it, is and and you know what, move? if they get us next year in the swamp, then it's about time they finally beat the cats. Yeah. This if, if Kentucky wins this year at home. It'll be four out of five. I think, or is it, is it four out it'd of be, five it'd, now? It'd, it'd be three straight. Uh, if UK wins this year, but I do think it'd be four out of five with the pandemic loss being the only the only one. Gosh, suck at Florida! What a bunch of losers! They won in eighteen. Did UK come back? Did UK no, Kentucky. Back? Yeah, Kentucky won in eighteen. They the, nineteen was the Kyle Trask game. So they uh, lost two. Yeah. So it's been three out of the last five. It'd be four of six. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah, we yeah. we figured that one out. Yeah. So keep an eye on that, but. Uh, I think the optics of losing two big transfers to fellow SEC programs does stink, but when you the nuances of it, not as bad. Yeah, and you're right. Like the optics look bad, but any person, any sort of high, former highly ranked lineman is going to land at another Power Five and likely the SEC because there's just there's just not a lot of them out there. So, I mean, we're if they're going to leave. The SEC is really the only place they can't go, you know. Yeah, it's true. I guess. But yeah, that if that 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 that'll probably happen over the weekend. So prepare for it accordingly, folks. And again, I don't think you can really miss what you never really had. Uh, yeah. But again, if he if he decides to put in the work, he could be a really nice football player and and, and play it for a long time. But he's got to he's got to flip that switch, and he certainly didn't do it at UK. In their last three games, says one texter, Kentucky has played three very good halves and three very bad halves. In the bad one, South Carolina game, and the Georgia first half, the opposing the opposing point guard went crazy. In the three good halves, the opponent's primary ball handler was neutralized. I know there were some rebounding issues against South Carolina as well, but the overarching point is that is that point of attack defense is very important. Uh, so, well said. That that was very well said, and I so I, I don't know. Like, I got to bring it up again because our guy Hoops Insight. Uh, I know you said you unfollowed him, but he's really he doesn't like the narrative that Kentucky's better without Wheeler. And he had this like five tweet storm. Like, if you can actually prove to me that Kentucky is better with pieces of evidence and gifts or clips of video that shows it, I will give you fifty dollars. It was it's like, buddy, like it's it's not that. It's a, it, it all comes down to just on-ball defense and how easily he gets beat off the dribble. That's what it is for me. 
like the turnovers that we get with Wheeler too are frustrating. But I'm almost, I mean, Kaysom Wallace has some of those too. No, Wheeler's a better ball handler handler than Wallace right now. And you may give some something up. You may have a couple more turnovers. But it's also, but Wheeler will be careless with the ball in some other areas, like when he's trying to make a play. In terms of on ball pressure, if I had to pick between the two, if, you know, suffocating defense, you're going to want Wheeler more with the ball in his hands than Wallace. But that, but Wheeler can't shoot. He ha- he can't really finish inside. There's other areas where Wallace is better where it can you you have to pick it. There's not like the perfect option. So you have to pick and choose what's the best option. And I don't know really how anybody could still be defending as Wheeler as the best option. Now here's what's going to happen, Roush. Wheeler's going to have a good game somewhere down the road for this Kentucky mm-hmm. team. Maybe it's tomorrow. I, you know, not impossible. But he will have a good game. He will, you know, score double digits. He he was the only person that in that first half was scoring against Alabama, and then Reeves started to kind of turn it on late. There will be a game, and that's fine. We should all welcome that and be happy if it does happen. I'm going to be fired and, up for it. And then Hoops Insight's just going to go bonkers and be like, told you all so. But it's not – you just have to go with what's consistently the best option. And that's Wallace because of his shooting ability – and you his mix him with Reeves too. and Frederick. Oh yeah, with his defense. I mean, that's a that's a whole other that's the whole other side of this. Wheeler and, and, has shown signs of being a good defender in the past, but this year ain't it. And and I'm not saying Reeves and Frederick are these great like outstanding defenders either, but it's not the net negative that Wheeler is against primary ball handlers. Because when you just lose, when you just get beat off the dribble by a point guard, the whole the rest of the defensive possession is just scrambling, and it. Usually doesn't end well. You don't have Nervons Noel or Willie Collie Stein or Anthony Davis down there blocking shots. So it's um it's 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 tough for him defensively, and that's where I think the, the biggest loss has been. Now, maybe this is a this could be a moment A and M where I don't think they have a, a Alex Caruso walking through that door. So maybe there is kind of an opportunity for him to have some success, and I'd like for him to, but it it can't be at the the expense of the the team. Yeah, and again, every game's different. It's like a story and has different ebbs and flows to it, and there could be a game where Wheeler is is really helpful. He's still a great passer. He can still find guys that are open. If he's out there on the floor, you have got to surround him with shooters. I think Wheeler really suffers from the four position not being a scoring slash shooting position, and then thus it clogs everything up where you have a non-shooting four, Oscar and then Wheeler as a non-shooting point guard. That's three out of five. That ain't that ain't the formula for success. You got to mix him with some shooters, and he'll have a good game. It'll happen. Um, but I think we know it's not a coincidence that what has happened has happened, and defense is very very important to the whole equation. What do we got next? UK only played A and M once last season. A uh, and M hasn't been to Lexington since 2017, which. Pretty wild, Buzz Williams. Is this year three for him? And he hasn't been to Rupp. That's, well, how, they haven't how, been since 2017. How, see, is, like SEC, you suck at your jobs. Why are you always sending Kentucky to go play in that stupid barn that they play in down there? And Kentucky played at A and M in 16. They played at A and M in 15, 14. I don't remember, but they could have. 
I don't at 13 they at least came to rub because that's when Turner went off but it, it certainly seems like the series has been lopsided with games in college station station versus games in Lexington but who cares just beat them all the same we can worry yeah. about that stuff at a different time morning fellas Wendell from Lex just want to say thanks for helping all of us get through our days very appreciative of what you three do for us oh thanks Wendell Wendell also the name of a great survivor player um the way Plumley bro texts seem like he wears a Vaughn Dutch trucker hat with Ed Hardy clothing. <laughs> he also texted like the Plumley bro too. That was great. Except you didn't say the type of the type of dude. He's gonna be like the type. Wendell, thank you for the nice message. Uh, Croak said something similar. We appreciate you all saying that. We have fun doing this radio show, and we, we're glad that it uh, it resonates with people. So thank you, Wendell, and hope everything in Lexington's fine. I cannot wait to be in that a beautiful, beautiful city in just eight days. John here. Okay, this is really TGIF right morning, everyone. He got the day right, everybody. John did it. I hope you all are having a good morning. In my opinion, I believe Wheeler was not completely the problem. I mean, we still had 18 turnovers without him against Tennessee. The only difference being is CJ and Reeves were making shots. Yeah, but Tennessee's really, really, really good defensively. There's no guarantee that number wouldn't have been the same or potentially yeah. worse with Wheeler. Opponents, uh, uh, Tennessee opponents were averaging 17 turnovers a game going into that. So yeah. right on the average. And also, like, how many, you know, that, Wall that Wallace travel call was a turnover. <laughs> Like there was a couple also bad calls that just weren't turnovers, but got put in the stat sheet as turnovers. It was not just because facing may have been better. They have had open shots all season long and they still could not knock them down. Also our game against Georgia was not really the offense going crazy. It was just big O finally finishing better around the basket and going off. Wallace played well too, John. Once again, I don't think this was and Toppin did. Once again, I don't think this was just the switch with Wallace and Wheeler. I really believe it has to do more with players finally doing what we thought they were going to do all year long. Either way, let me flip my scores from my text yesterday. I have the Chiefs by 12 and the Cats will win by 14 and Wheeler will be the MVP. We'll got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. So John not giving up on Severe. And I think that's a good, you know, again, he's going to have some games. And also, I don't think John's totally wrong that like, remember we're comparing Reeves and CJ to Grady and Mintz and for all of November, all of December, that was just totally untrue. Now you're starting to see more of it. So, John, there is a lot of truth to John. I still think Wheeler's best role for this team's coming off the bench. If he has it, he has it. Then play him more. If he's having an off the game or he's getting beat defensively, you got you can't play him. And it's as simple as that to me. I uh, hope your Chiefs don't win by 12. We're jagging off. Let's cover, baby. A texter says, wings are significantly more expensive than breasts. He said he bought wings because they were cheaper. No, they're they're not significantly more expensive. They were dollar ninety nine a pound, and Bowman's chicken breast is up to two ninety nine a pound, where it used to be a dollar ninety nine, uh, quite a bit. I'm the when grocery shopper penny, too. When it comes to penny pension, I don't know if I would question Roush. Yeah, texter. Yeah, 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 true. To be fair though, Roush is wrong all the time, so you may have something. But I'm, I'm saying <laughs> it's out, I'm a good to be this, fair. <laughs> I'm staying out of this one. You all got to make the switch to a king side bed ASAP. Best thing my wife and I have ever done. Yeah, but like. That is the one thing um, that does stink is it, it would be nice, but also beds, bedding, more expensive than you'd kind of think, right? Like, 
Buying a whole king size, like it's one thing to just get the mattress, but then having to buy the actual bed and all that, that it'll, it'll, it'll eventually come, but I have a feeling that's a few years down the road. You have to buy new sheets, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I've got plenty of room in my queen. If like, if it gets to a point where it's too crowded or if the kids start sleeping with us and I get feet in the face, like Roush is saying is going to happen, then maybe I'll, I'll reconsider. But right now I've got. I've got plenty of space. Yeah. If I want to cuddle, I can cuddle. If I need my own space and need to get away, I can get away. It's I've I've got enough room. Yeah. Dog doesn't sleep in the bed either, so that's not a concern. The other part too for us is we actually have uh, the Pelotron. The baby took over the old Pelotron room, so now the Pelotron is in our room. You had a king size bed, then you're you're losing real estate for you know your drawers and all that sort of stuff. That's a good point. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Takes up more space. The texter says. What do you all like more? Or what do you like more, Justin? Feet or Billy Big Blue? It's a good question. I, I've never met Billy Big Blue, but I'm going to go out go out on a limb and say Billy Big Blue. I just love that name. I love that he calls himself that. I would do the same. Uh, just You got a good thing going there, Billy Big Blue. Oh, and it's man. not even Big Blue Billy. It's Billy Big Blue. <laughs> Everybody would get it right. I would think it would be Big Blue Billy, like Big Blue Drew. No, this is Billy Big Blue, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ohio State is 10 and 8. Their best win is Rutgers at home. They recently lost to Minnesota at home. Holtman is nowhere near the list. I appreciate uh, every- this texture has the list capitalized, too. Everybody is on that same page. And I, the thing is, I think everybody's kind of calmed down. Maybe it'll just take another loss. Hopefully, not tomorrow. Uh, but it'll probably just take another loss for us to get back to talking about the list. But everybody's on the same page that Holtman shouldn't be there. Now, that being said, it seems like 95% of people are on the same page that alcohol should be served at UK sporting events to the common folk. Uh, That doesn't always mean that just because everybody's on the same page that Mitch Barnhart's on that same page, but it won't be Holtman. I feel confident in that. And that's good too, because you know UK will when they ever when the day comes they need to replace Calipari, and it's not going to be for at least a year, if not longer. Uh, it won't be Holtman. Texture says, "Geez, lol." In regards oh, to the Blankenbaker rant, Blankenspaker. Yeah, sorry. That sound clip was very Jim Ross, nineteen ninety nine, end of Raw esque. Hard to listen to that. Kirby says, Tayshaun Prince in St. Louis threw up 41 and was a vibe in my childhood. Certainly was a vibe. Certainly was a vibe, Kirby. Another texture says, I live in Taylor County. Watch Hayes for years. Good talent. None of the O-line staff in Kentucky. The sky's the limit. Love to hear it. Um, suck at P. Diddy from the city. Shots fired at P. Diddy in the big city. A texture says, Chance poor missed field goal in 19. I was there as a soul crusher. I don't know what they're referring to. Oh. A Florida, Florida. game? Yeah. Which, who's going to be Kentucky's field goal kicker next year? No idea. Didn't they bring, aren't they bringing somebody in? And they brought, they, they have all of these people in. They've got a kickoff specialist. They're brought, bringing a punter in from Trinity. A lot of people in the specialist room. I don't know what any of them are doing. Hmm. Okay. Also, well, yeah, the, Chance Poor was the kickoff specialist, and then they brought in a kickoff specialist, but Chance Poor's coming back. I'm so confused. So well, why don't you reach out to your scores and figure it out? Well, I've, I've, I, Jay Bowler is the guy to talk to. He's done like one interview. I don't, I don't, he's yeah, slide into those DMs. Be like, hey, listen, I need to not sound like a, a doofus on air. Tell me, tell me what the dealio is. Yeah. Say, I'll give you good press if you do. 
With multiple kids, you have to have a king size bed. My wife and I recently made a switch. It's amazing how much we didn't realize we were missing. Now it feels like we sleep in different zip codes. Maybe I don't want to sleep in a different zip code than my wife. Maybe I love my wife and want to sleep as close to her snoring as possible. Wow. Shots fired at the wife. Roush is just a big cuddler. When you break it down, he just loves cuddling. Hopefully she's not listening, calling her out for snoring. I mean, it's it just runs the family. Deviated septum. <laughs> Is it bad? No, no. It's just, it's it's like the, it's not like the sullen logs, but more of the like, just kind of like a deep breathing. So she's a mouth, she's a mouth breather. Yeah. yeah. Oh, heavens. Uh, when the wife is sick, she'll snore and I let her know it too. <laughs> but she'll come back and say, well, when you're drunk, you snore. So I guess. Well, not snoring this month, baby. No, I'm sure not. Until Saturday, next Saturday. Yeah, well, maybe the ho- in the hotel room in Lexington next weekend. Yeah, potentially. Tell her to get drunk, too. Yeah. <laughs> then boom. Yeah, to the double jeopardy. A texter says, wings are usually around four per pound, and you have to buy more because that weight includes the bones. If you bought $1.99 per pound wings, they were probably rotten. LOL. No, they were at Kroger. Like, I don't just – where are you shopping, texter? Like <laughs> – I, I love the wing breast debate. I didn't expect we were going to get into it on today's show, but I'm for it. It's a battle of the minds. Uh, a texture on the Thornton's and text line versus Roush. Enjoyed them. A texture says, I can 100% confirm that I'm cooler than feet, and that's from Billy Big Blue. <laughs> Don't doubt that at all, Billy Big Blue. Scoots, I know you're not feeling well, but what do you have planned this weekend? Um, that's, I guess that's up in the air with how this sickness goes. I was going to go to the German club tomorrow. Uh, hang out with the grandparents, but I don't know if I'll do that anymore. So if that's if that's off the docket, I've I've got nothing planned, which is amazing. I've actually actually made the decision to get coverage for my game tonight. So I'm gonna take this Friday night and I'm gonna relax. That never happens from August to March. So really looking forward to that. I feel like you said this like a week or two ago. Uh, maybe I think I did have a Friday around the Christmas season that I didn't broadcast. You sound fine. I don't feel fine. I've been, man, coughing up some nasty stuff. Like what? Bunch of mucus. You want me to describe it? Color? No. Texture? Mucinex. Take some mucinex. Maybe that's a good call. Maybe I'll do It'll that. Help. Feel better, buddy. Maybe Shady Rays could cheer you up. Oh, Shady Rays can always cheer me up. Yeah. I, I By the way, uh, one of the buddies I went with to dinner with on Monday for all you could eat crab, he's the one that has my Shady Rays. Had to text him on Tuesday that I forgot to remind him to bring my glasses. So I still oh. don't still don't have them. Unbelievable. Suits. They're such affordable prices. If you go to ShadyRays.com, you can pick out new sunglasses. Yeah, Once and then if you lose that one, you just get a replacement pair. I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and, and go to Shady Rays and buy a few pairs. I think that's what's going to have to happen. And you'll save money using promo code BIGX at checkout 25% off. We love Shady Rays. They do great work around the community, around the country, and they've got some sweet deals for listeners of Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, another texter says, do not ask TJ is he had to pay his brother in a golf bet this week. My brother is the biggest weasel when it comes to golf. It's it's very concerning. Um, he, like, again, playing with my brother's friends, Roush, I've told you this before, all they do, like, you got to do the handicap. You put this one out. They just make up rules as they go along. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, my brother paired with the best golfer in our foursome. He didn't want to use handicaps, weirdly enough. Huh, just weird. Actually, uh, 
very vocally was against handicaps all of a sudden. So the golfer who was probably maybe like a six handicap or five handicap going up against people that were, I, I think I'm, I'm at a 16, my brother's at like a 26, he was paired up with the good golfer and decided, no, we don't need handicaps anymore. Very funny how he switches. He shot, I think, a one nineteen, and I shot a nine, and I shot a ninety five. But because we didn't do handicaps, I had to. I paid him money. Uh, he is a horrible, horrible golfer. He's never beaten me, and he never will because he's never going to get better. So there you wow, go. Wow, what a you loser! Wanted, you wanted to bring that up on air. There you go, buddy. He he texted and said I shot a two hundred five. You didn't shoot. Now he's saying a one hundred five. Two hundred five was closer to what you actually shot before the typo. <laughs> you did not, under any circumstance, shoot a one hundred five. Uh, no um, chance. It was like eight after eight after eight after eight. It was ugly. He says, and only one bro- Walker bro got a birdie this week, and it wasn't TJ. He did get a birdie. That was nice. All right, good, good, good for you, Johnny. A birdie um, and a bunch one of snowmen. Says faking an illness to back off that New Year's resolution to hang out with family more. No, Ooh. that's not it at all. I'm actually going to see my grandparents next weekend. So I, if I would, if I feel better tomorrow and I end up going, I will have seen my grandparents every weekend in January. Pretty cool. Hey, hey, oh, so that's why you're faking the illness. You no, just need a break. It's, I wish I was faking. All right. Our updated point totals. We've got scoots with seven points. I'm at five points. Roush at zero points. Remember, you get uh, a point for closest score. You get a point for guessing the MVP correctly. You lose a point if you get the game wrong. So, Justin, where are you at? I'm going to go Kentucky 69-62, and I would be a fool to not take Oscar, as evidenced by the last game. Yeah, thank you for that free point, but you got the score closest, so you, you it ended up working out for you. Uh, I will take Kentucky 61 61- to 57 and i'll take antonio reeves i think his i mean it's probably going to be oscar just from a stat standpoint but i think reeves scores hits a few threes so that's my take there that's kind of about the score that i was thinking um i think the cats are going to cover if it's four or five though i think it's going to be 63 to 55 a little bit wider margin uh cats win by eight and your mvp um Kaysom Wallace continues this hot run. Um, he had a great second half, and he's in a, rolling on over to an excellent performance against the Aggies from Texas a and I'll say this. If Wallace has a big game Saturday, there's no chance the Cats lose. So uh, I, I hope you're right, Roush. He looked really good there in that second half against Georgia when he got back out there on both sides of the ball. All right, we're out of time. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Cats game against undefeated and SEC play Texas A&M. We'll be back Monday to talk all about it. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh. TJ Walker, Roush, Justin Caleb. Oh, See you on Monday. Okay. Go